You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. As the world moves along the path to a zero-carbon future, the chemical and packaging industry, along with most other industrial sectors, is under heightened pressure to hasten its transition. And for the sectors, sustainability isn't a new challenge. I think for decades, companies have been working under increasingly stringent regulations, but the spotlight is certainly now shining brightly on uh, the issue of packaging and how to deal with plastic waste in particular. Now, recycling is a critical component of that, uh, and with EPR upon us, a new uh, worldwide Fund for Nature report titled Plastics from Recycling to Post-Consumer Recycling, uh, which really looks at recycling from an industry perspective, adds some very valuable insights into this conversation. I'm joined now by uh, Lauren de Kock, who's one of the co-authors of the report, and is project manager for the Circular Plastics Economy with WWF South Africa. And uh, the circular economy, as we know, uh, really pioneered by the Helen MacArthur Foundation. Lauren, welcome to the sustainability slot. Thank you very much, Michael. Now, this issue of of packaging and plastic waste in particular has uh, certainly prior to COVID, it had gained an incredible momentum, issues around single-use straws, and then COVID struck and it almost felt like it went to the back burner. It's coming back again because of EPI in South Africa. Just firstly, though, why do we? what are the recycling rates? Let's start right there, because I, I'm not sure that uh, many people are aware just how low our recycling rates actually are in South Africa. Um, it's, a, it's a good point, maybe a good uh, point to start off on. Um, there are varying views on that. Um, if you look at the Plastics SA report, um, they state that the collection rate, or they call it the input recycling rate, uh, I think it was for 2019, was when the last report was published, uh, and that was based on 2018 figures, um, which around 45%. And, and, but just note, that's the collection rate. Um, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a complicated calculation if you look at, you know, what, what are they measuring it uh, based on, and it's on locally manufactured packaging. It's also not all the thing and products uh, made from plastic that actually come into the system. I mean, we do have uh, limited data on that. So 45 is what this A is saying. We have um, other uh, organizations, uh, NGOs, uh, academia, coming with, with other um, statistics. Um, we, 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 the IUCN has uh, reported a 14% uh, recycling rate, uh, which is an output recycling rate. Um, so yes, um, some people might say it's low. I think for Africa, South Africa does quite well, considering that up until now, it wasn't regulated. We didn't have a mandatory uh, EPR or extended produce responsibility regulation in place. So it was uh, industry-led uh, um, up until now. Um, but yes, um, we, we compared to other nations who, um, such as the EU and the UK, uh, I was in actually in a webinar this morning, they are really seeing massive increases in their recycling rates uh, due to new laws being put in place, new voluntary commitments by the private sector. So we also need to step up the game going forward. Yeah, yeah. and it is, and it's a, a global race to close the loop towards a circular economy here. EPR does that to an extent in that uh, it's uh, mandatory now to have a certain component that is uh, non-virgin polymer in in your production processes, uh, and that's very important as a building block to get there. 
In your report, though, you found that there are some serious challenges when it comes to our recycling rates. Uh, things like uh, problematic packaging in food, poorly informed consumers, the poor design of plastic packaging, the supply chain is an issue here. Just take me through some of the main findings that uh, are behind our relatively low uh, recycling rate when we look at a, a benchmark against international norms. So just to clarify, I mean, these aren't the views of, of the, uh, the WWF. Um, we conducted this research together with um, project partners, the South African Plastics Pact, as well as the South African Plastic Recyclers Organization. So we could really tap into a very wide network uh, of industry stakeholders. And we spoke to, um, together with the, the desktop study, the literature review that we did, we spoke to um, stakeholders across the value chain. So I can quickly go through you know, the industry views on these barriers from each um, uh, stakeholder. Um, and if you look at the polymer suppliers, the virgin polymer suppliers, um, obviously they're very heavily invested in manufacturing fossil fuel derived polymers. That's what they do. That's their business model. Um, besides production in South Africa, we import up to half of our uh, virgin uh, polymer uh, volumes into the country to, to manufacture uh, plastics and other pro- um, packaging and other um, products. Um, now, for them to invest in, in infrastructure and systems to, um, to chemically recycle uh, the, the uh, post-consumer uh, plastic waste is a, is a big ask. It's a, it's a big investment that needs to, to take place um, with capital outlay. Um, and, you know, there is no guarantee that it could, you know, scale up and, and be commercially successful. Um, if you look at the converters, which are the, pla- the packaging manufacturers, um, there's a mindset uh, around post-consumer recycled plastic. Uh, they see it as inferior to virgin plastic. Um, it could have a ne- negative impact on their operational efficiencies in their plants, um, reduce profit margin. So on their side, you know, it's this perception that it's inferior. Um, if you look at brand owners and retailers, now in our study, everyone saw the brand owners as the most influential sector to shift the system. And interestingly enough, they are not doing enough to drive design for recycling and the inclusion of post-consumer recycled content in their packaging. Why, why, they, just on that point, why, why are the brand owners seen um, as the most influential? Is it because they're the ones who can influence consumer um, buying patterns and, and behavior? Surely it should be the consumer that, that, that drives this uh, from our consumption actually, choices. Actually, no. The consumer is doesn't know the consumer some in some instances doesn't even know, doesn't even know what packaging they're buying. Mm. The brand owner holds the key to what packaging they want. They are the order makers. They tell the manufacturers what packaging they want, what plastic they want, what it must look like, uh, what uh, what decoration they want, what colour it should be. So they actually drive the system. They are the biggest consumers. In, in, in the value chain. And that's why the industry sees them as the having the, the most influence on, on shifting the system. Right, right. What would help consumers make better informed decisions? Because I do think we, we're entering a consumer generation uh, with millennials and zillennials and whatever you're calling the, the next generation that is highly conscientized to its consumption choices. 
Yet it's very difficult to make decisions. I pick up a, a container in store and I, I often struggle to see whether or not it is recycled, where it comes from. Do we need to have stricter labelling laws to try and drive that change? Definitely. Up until now, there, there wasn't any information or labelling um, on packaging to, to say whether it can be recycled or not or is recycled or not. Does it contain recycled content? I know that uh, Woolworths and some other retailers started on this journey a few years ago with the on-pack recycling labels. And um, we, need to, we need to expand that and, and roll that out to, to other retailers. But um, the South African Plastic Pact is managing that process at the moment. Um, and they are um, convening discussions and action groups around on-pack recycling labels because we... The industry needs those labels to increase recycling rates, um, and we need supply to increase the inclusion of post-consumer recycled content and packaging. So it is so key to have these on-pack labels or on-pack OPRLs on packaging to inform the consumer so that they do separate their waste, so that there is limited contamination. Because currently, 70% of post-consumer plastic comes from landfill, which means it's contaminated. So if we can separate it at source, it will make a massive difference. Um, and up until now, we haven't had a full rollout of credible and accurate OPRLs. And that's a whole discussion on its own, uh, which one can with the South African Plastics Pact, because there, there's a lot of um, contestation around it and what are the thresholds for these OPRLs and mm. how it will affect the purchasing of um, uh packaging material, you know, the brand owners would, would only want to um, purchase packaging material that is has a high recycling rate. So there's a lot of complex issues that need to be sorted out there, but I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, the consumers are just not empowered to make those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. They're not empowered to see or to make purchasing decisions based on whether the packaging is recycled or not. Because at the end of the day, the consumer buys the product, they don't buy the packaging. Yeah. But it, 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 it's actually two separate items that the consumer is, yeah. is, is is buying. Uh, absolutely. And I think, I mean, what you've just described uh, is a microcosm of the complexity of the situation that we're dealing with. And it's at least encouraging to see the polymer companies, uh, I was facilitating the Safropol Sustainability Summit earlier this year, realise that they have a role to play here. They're not a consumer-facing company, but they realise that the pressure is on the entire value chain and the entire plastics industry to be sustainable. But in order to do that, we need to mobilize the entire value chain around the circular economy cause. And your study has uh, got some conclusions or some essential interventions to help support recycling and the uptake of post-consumer recycled content. What are some of the key ones? Well, let's talk about the brand owners and the retailers. Um, you know, making, um, making voluntary collective commitments, such as the South African Plastics Pact, um, these are time-bound time commitments. Uh, they can bring those commitments back into their organizations, set up packaging policies, and most importantly, influence their suppliers um, to, to start um, you know, providing material that contains post-consumer recycled content um, and start designing their packaging so it can be recycled. You know, that'll put pressure on higher up into the value chain to, towards the resin producers. There is a big barrier around uh, a food contact, um, but, you know, we need innovation around that. Um, we need, um, and there is a lot of innovation going on internationally, so those barriers can be overcome. Um, 
you know, also the, the municipalities and the producer responsibility organizations need to work together to implement this new extended producer responsibility. And as you mentioned, um, this is key in, in trying to increase recycling rates and, and including recycled content in products because there are targets within the EPR regulations that need to be met. Um, local and national government, um, one of the key things is also, you know, they could, they could really be a, a, a large consumer of recycled content in their public procurement uh, uh, policies that they can put in place. So I think we think that that is, is, is a great sink for, um, um, for creating a market for um, you know, post-consumer plastic. Um, and, and also converters, uh, you know, they need to proactively encourage and provide export support to their customers who are the brand owners and the retailers. Um, consumers need to be informed what, what is recycled, what is not, what contains recycled content. Um, and that's where the brand owners and retailers also are key in this discussion. They are the, the, um, the organizations that um, deal with the consumers daily. Um, they're at the coalface, and it's really upon them and it's their responsibility to, to communicate and be transparent uh, with, their, with their customers. Well, that was uh, Lauren de Kock, who's uh, the project manager for Circular Plastics Economy with WWF South Africa with insights into a very interesting new report produced uh, by uh, WWF Plastics from Recycling to Post-Consumer Recycled. It looks at recycling from an industry perspective but really adds a very, very valuable layer of insight into what is a very complex value chain if we are to up and drive uh, our recycling rates in South Africa to where they need to be.